Somebody clap your hands and shout a big hallelujah. Hey, today is Resurrection Sunday. Church, clap your hands and shout hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, today is Resurrection Sunday. And tell another person, we are not mourning Jesus. We are rejoicing of the resurrection. If you heard that from your neighbor, then clap your hands and shout hallelujah. Glory! Somebody shout hallelujah! Lift up your Bible with me. Take your Bibles. Lift it up. Glory to Jesus. You look you are looking like Christmas. Lift it up. And say with me, say, This is my Bible. It is the word of God. I believe what he says I am. I can do what he says I can do. I am not a hearer only. I am a doer of the word. Say, I love the word. Uh-uh. Say, I love the word. Say, I love to hear the word. I love to read the word. The word blesses me. Your Bible and say a big man. God bless you. Please be seated. Once again, happy Easter to everybody. So this morning... I want us to turn our Bibles to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 18. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you that you blessed us. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of eternal life. And we are forever grateful that you came in the form of a man. You died. And thank you that you did not stay in the grave, but you resurrected. This morning, all the praise and all the glory. And let us be blessed even as we remember your resurrection. In Jesus' name, amen. Alright, so 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18 says, And all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Verse 19, to wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and have committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. So the Bible says that all things are of God, and he has reconciled us unto himself by Jesus Christ. What Jesus, on the cross, Jesus did for us on the cross was to reconcile us to God. We all know the story according to Genesis chapter 3, the fall of man. When man fell, we know how that Adam, from that time onwards, even though before, previously, he would fellowship with God, that relationship was broken. But the Bible says that when Jesus came and he died, what he did for us by his death and resurrection was that he reconciled us back unto God. That is why today, you and I can pray, lift up our hands and say, Our Father. We can call God our Father. Amen. We have been reconciled to God. Not only did he reconcile us back to God, but he also gave us, he gave us a ministry of reconciliation. In other words, he put words of reconciliation in our hearts and in our spirits. So, Jesus did the work. He died. He was buried. And then he resurrected. That process to reconcile not only you and I, but to reconcile all men, everybody. Tell somebody, everybody. 
No, say it again. Say everybody. everybody. Including the fetish priests in your village. Everybody. Including that unsaved child of yours. Everybody. Including your wife. Who is not born again. Including that uncle. Including your husband. He came to reconcile all men. And gave us the word of reconciliation. So that we now would take over the process and speak words of reconciliation and bring others to himself. Can I hear somebody say amen? amen. So Jesus' work was to die and resurrect, pay the price for sin. Our work in the redemption process is to reconcile others by the word of reconciliation. So Jesus has done his work. Have we done our work? Please, I'm talking to you. Have you done our work? Ask somebody, have you done your work? What did the person say? No, 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 please. Ask somebody, have you done your work? What did the person say? All right. So ask the person again for me. How many people have you reconciled back to God? If you are speaking to yourself, you answer yourself. Now listen, this is a very important question. This is a very, very important aspect of our Christianity. That Jesus left everything in heaven, came to die for us. The result of his death is not only for us to receive healing, miracles, testimonies. That is part of it. But the greatest portion is for us to also have a ministry. And that ministry is so that we can reconcile men back to God. And so the question is relevant this morning. Since you were reconciled to God, how many people have you reconciled to him? You will ask another person. And you will demand an answer this morning. This morning, if we don't take it, we will all step out into the streets. And go and reconcile, because <laughs> are you with me this morning? Why are you looking so uncomfortable? Ask somebody again. How many people have you reconciled back to God? This is our assignment. This is our work. To reconcile men back to God. If we do everything and fail in this, we are fearless. You can pray 10 hours a day, but the ministry God gave us is the ministry of reconciliation. Somebody said, as for me, I don't have the calling of an evangelist. He said, he gave us, everyone, every Christian, whether you are an apostle, whether you are a bishop, whether you are a prophet, he gave all of us, whether you are a new church member who got born again today he gave us the ministry of reconciliation if you are here with me wave your hand and say help me jesus your voice has gone very low lift up your hand again and say help me jesus amen may god give us grace that after this season this ministry that god has given to us we will not fail in it in jesus name there are people whose eternity depends on how we treat this ministry. There are people who this Sunday morning, some people are dying as I'm speaking right now. As I'm speaking, as we are standing here, as we're singing, as we're rejoicing with the choir singing, as we were giving our offering, this morning, as we are sitting here, hearing the word of God, every minute that passes, Somebody is dying. As we are sitting here right now, there is somebody you know who is getting closer to hell than it was yesterday. And yet, the ministry of reconciliation that he gave us, we put it aside and we are all crying for other things. This morning, may the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Come on, say that amen again. And you know, the sad part of Christianity is that we have become so 
selfish that we only care about ourselves. We are only interested in ourselves. We are only excited that I am born again. I will go to heaven. And we don't even care whether that brother, that sister, that friend who is even in a department with you. You know, the devil is so cunning that his desire is that after you are even born again, he will find other means to take you out of Christ. And there are people who you know in church who today you probably can't find them. Is that somebody in your department who is not around for the past two weeks? No, no, no. I'm asking you. Have you called a person? Have you found out why? And we are just here. May our ministry burn like fire in our bones in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Listen. If you are interested in that which belongs to God, God will be interested in your own. If you are not interested in anything that concerns God, and all you are interested in is yourself, then you must be interested in yourself. But if you are interested in that which belongs to God, He will be interested in the things that concerns you. If you take God serious this year, God will take you serious. I don't like your amen. Only three people said the amen. If you can close your eyes this Sunday morning, then you, where you are going, baby, I will call no. Amen? But make it a season where you are interested in others being reconciled to Christ. If you are here with me, wave your hand and say amen. But we must understand the significance of the death and resurrection of Jesus. The significance of the death and resurrection of Jesus. Although, there are many scriptures that talks about the death and every one of those scriptures are seriously important. I want us to consider two scriptures for the sake of time and then we can talk about other things this morning. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 22. Hebrews 9.22 It says and, all, and almost all things are by the law purged with blood and without the shedding or without shedding of blood is no remission. So without the shedding of blood we couldn't have had remission of our sins or forgiveness of sins. So in all of human history, forgiveness has come at a price. In the Old Testament, forgiveness came at the price of the blood of animals. But in our dispensation, thanks be to God, that forgiveness came by the price of the only begotten Son of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life so forgiveness of our sins came at the price of the death of jesus christ for without the shedding of blood without the shedding of blood there is no forgiveness you are forgiven because he died i am forgiven because he died if he hadn't died our sins would have still been a load on us But thanks be to God that he died. And he died once. Not like the animals that have to be killed every now and then. But this one, he died once. And our sins are forgiven forever and ever. If you are here with me, clap your hands and say a big amen. In 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 18. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 18. The Bible says, For us... You know, for as much as you know, that ye were not redeemed with 
corruptible things, such as silver and gold, from your vain conversation received by the traditions from your fathers. Verse 19. But with the precious blood of Christ, as without blemish and without spot. So Peter was saying that you have not been redeemed, you have not been bought, you have not been saved by vain things or corruptible things, but we have been saved by the precious blood of Christ. So our salvation is at the core of the death of Christ. That is why in Christianity, if you take out the death and resurrection of Christ, we have nothing left. Am I talking to somebody this morning? Come on, talk to me, church. Are you here this morning? If you take out the death of Christ, we have nothing left as Christians. We cannot reduce Christianity to praying simple prayers and going home. No, we cannot. Because if we take out the death of Christ, we have nothing left as Christians. The reason why we have hope, the reason why we say in the name of Jesus and it happens, is because Jesus died for us. This morning, may the death of Christ bring you the greatest benefit in the name of Jesus Christ. If you are here with me, lift up your hand and shout a big amen. Amen. So, all he went through was for our redemption. All Jesus went through was for your redemption. Tell somebody, all he went through... Come on, talk to somebody. Say, all you went through was for your redemption, was for your salvation, and your deliverance. Amen? For the purpose of our discussion, redemption or salvation, salvation comes from the word, Greek word, sozo. Alright? S-O-Z-O. As some misspell it. And it's a complete package. It means it means so many things. That is healing, deliverance. Um, what, what have you? Breakthrough. You know, anything you can think about. Salvation. So, the death of Jesus was to purchase for us a new life, a better life, and to give us hope of the future. Now, if we talk about the death of Christ, and we talk about the blood or the shed blood of Jesus... It is very, very significant for you to understand that he didn't just die. They didn't just shoot him pay and he died. They didn't just throw an arrow at him and then that was the end of it. No. They took him through a painful process. And every single one of that process was predetermined by God. It was prophesied by God that it was supposed to happen this way. Now, you need to understand this. Because every single one of that process means something for you and I. And this morning, in the next few minutes, I'm going to take you through seven different processes that have to do with his death before I give you a scripture on his resurrection and then we close. Are you ready? Are you sure you are ready? I said, are you ready? All right. So number one, the first place where Jesus shed his blood was at his circumcision. Circumcision. You know what circumcision is? Huh? Oh, why some of you, why? you don't know? Auntie Gifty, you can't treat me saying circumcision. They remove the foreskin of the something. Of the bolo. But that was the first place that Jesus shed his blood. When he was born, in Luke chapter 2, verse 21 to 23, he was circumcised and presented in the temple to fulfill the law. This was done so that he will fulfill the law. Amen? Now, in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 3, Galatians chapter 5 and verse 3. The Bible says, For I testify again to every man that is circumcised that he is a debtor to do the whole law. 
So, the Bible makes us understand that any man who is circumcised is somebody who is under the law. You must be under to be able to come above it. And so Jesus had to allow himself to go through that process. In Matthew chapter 5 and verse 17, Matthew 5, 17, the Bible says that think not that I am come to destroy the law of the prophets, but I am come not to destroy, but to fulfill it. Now, so Jesus was telling them that he did not come to destroy the law, but for him to bring us a better law, the Bible makes us understand that he had to go through the process so that he can be, he, he can fulfill all righteousness or he can fulfill what the Lord says about it. So, first of all, so the Bible makes us understand that he was circumcised by, as a way of fulfilling the law. As a way of fulfilling the law. So, if any one of us here is thinking or anybody wants us to make us feel that we have not fulfilled the law, Jesus did it in our place. If you are here with me, wave your hand and say a big amen. amen. The second place where Jesus shed his blood was through his sweat. Was through his sweat. In Luke chapter 22, verse 44. And being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly. Being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. And the sweat, as it were, drops of blood falling down to the ground. So, Jesus, now you remember that in Genesis, when Adam and Eve sinned, one of the curses God gave them was that it is through your sweat that you will eat bread. How many of you remember? Come on, talk to me. How many of you remember? So, the curse was that it is through your sweat that must eat bread. One of the things he did for us was that through his sweat, he shed blood to remove that curse that you must suffer before you eat. Jesus, by shedding his blood through his sweat, he removed that curse for us. Oh, I thought somebody would say an amen to us. And that is the reason why you don't have to be a suffer man before God must bless your life. With the little you do, God can still bless you. I said, with the little you do, God can still bless you. Because that curse that was on Adam and Eve, which we inherited, that it must be through your sweat before you have to eat. When Jesus came, in his sweat, he shed blood. And that blood was to break that curse of Adam. That henceforth, anyone that believes in me, they don't have to suffer the way I'm suffering before they must enjoy the good of the land. This morning, I speak over your destiny that may God take struggle out of your life. May the little effort you put in life give you maximum results in the name of Jesus Christ. If you are here with me, lift up your hand and shout a big amen. Number three, he shed his blood through his whips. The beatings they gave him. That was one place through which he shed his blood. They beat him. And if you know or you read about the whips of the Roman soldiers, they had these stripes or these whips that had thorns in Kase at the edges of it. So when they whip you one, it sticks into your skin. And then they pull it out. So it tears your skin. So it is not just an ordinary cane that they have shipped you. No. If it was just an ordinary cane, I'm not sure Jesus would have bled the way he bled. But the Romans had the special whips and they were experts in whipping. That if they gave you one ship from the way you are looking, if they gave you one, Olabawa. But for Jesus, they shipped him many stripes and they would ship him and the, and the thorns or, or, the, or these things would enter into his skin and then they would pull it out and tear his flesh. And for every single one of those fleshes that were torn, that he shed his blood through it, 
it was a sign for us to receive our healing. So in Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5, it says that, but he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. So every single one of those stripes, Jesus shed his blood so that you can be healed. So that I can be healed. That at the mention of the name of Jesus, every sickness in our bodies can fall to the ground. This morning, that is why I came to tell you, on this Resurrection Sunday, if there is any sickness in your body, I command it to die at the roots. Oh, I don't like your amen. I said, let it die at the roots. So by the stripes of Jesus, every chronic sickness can disappear. The problem is not, can God? The problem is, can you believe? The problem is, can you believe that that sickness must not kill you? Somebody has paid the price already. Every time they were beating him, oh, Raymond's body was being healed. Every time they shipped him, Joanna's body was being healed. Every time they beat him, Betty's body was being healed. So even before I was born, my sickness has been taken care of already. That any time the devil threw sickness at me, I can stand on this scripture, Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 5, and declare that by his stripes, I am healed. This morning, I prophesy over your life that any sickness that was thrown at you, by his stripes, you are healed. Are you ready for healing today? May your body be healed. May diabetes be healed in your body. Oh, HIV AIDS can be healed. There is no sickness that is powerful enough to withstand the blood of Jesus. By his stripes, you were healed. This morning, let fibroids be healed in the name of Jesus. Let eye problems be healed in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hand and shout, I am healed by his blood. Somebody shout a big hallelujah. Oh, I said shout a big hallelujah. Somebody shout again and say, I am healed. So when they were beating him, they thought they were inflicting pain. No wonder the Bible says that if the princes of this world had known that crucifying Jesus would have led to our salvation and deliverance, they wouldn't have done it. They didn't know. They thought they were putting him to shame. They thought they were inflicting pain by beating him. But they didn't know that anytime they beat him, oh, anytime they ship him, a certain villager, a certain villager from Prekontumi was receiving his healing. This morning, I speak over your life. May the power of sickness break from your life. Ah, uh, that is why you cannot be saying things like, I inherited a sickness. Is that family more powerful than the blood of Jesus? Ah, uh, I didn't hear you. I said, is that family more powerful than the blood of Jesus? Any sickness they claim you inherited, this morning, we flush it out of your system. Shout hallelujah. The fourth place where he bled was through his head. His head. By the crown they put on his head. In Matthew chapter 27, verse 29 to 30, they put this crown on his head and pierced him with, the, with, the, with, with thorns. The crown was made of thorns. And when they had plated the crown of thorns, they put it upon his head. And a reed in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail the king of the Jews. Oh, and they spit upon him. And they took the reed and smote him in the head. They smote the crown, the thorns. So that the blood ooze out. That is what he went through. And they put it on his head so that somebody can have peace of mind. <laughs> oh, I said, so that somebody can have peace of mind. That the things that disturbs you. You know, the, the mystery of Christianity is this. Some people go through you know, re recently, about three days ago, we heard that one of the fathers of the land 
Bishop Dagewood Mills. His son had passed away so painfully. And yet, that Friday morning, that Friday evening, Easter Friday, he still went to the Independence Square. And he preached as if nothing has happened. The things unbelievers go through, and they go crazy. We go through it. And peace be still. That is why some of you, what you have gone through, if your neighbors had gone through it, they would have been mad by now. You know, is, is it true? Come on, talk to, me, talk to me. I said, is it true? The things you have gone through in your life, the challenges you have faced, if your neighbors had gone through it by now, they would have been at a salam down. But look at you. When you went through the fire, you came out better than before. You went through the troubles, you came out better than before. Glory to Jesus. They put their thorns on his head so that you can have peace of mind. This morning I declare, anything that causes you anxiety and trouble, let it live your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Lift up your hand and shout a big hallelujah. They spat on his face. They mocked at him. They put him to shame. So that shame will not be your portion again. Ah, the Lord is your shepherd. You shall not want. Because he was put to shame, I can receive the honor and the glory. Hear me, child of God. In this season, I see God taking somebody here and lifting you up from shame to glory. And God is taking you from glory to glory. That though your beginning was small, your latter end, you shall greatly increase. Ah, my enemy rejoice not over me. For when I fall, I shall rise again. Today, it looks like I am in shame. But tomorrow morning, my star will shine again. They spot on Jesus so that I can be glorified. They reduce him to nothing so that I can be lifted up. They spot on him so that I can be poured honor upon my life. I prophesy over your life. Your shame is over. I said your shame is over. It is a season for your glorification. You shall be honored this year. Lift up your hand and shout yes. Don't take it for granted. Church, don't take it for granted. I said don't take it for granted. Every single thing they did to him, don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted. Because he went through it so that we can have a better life. So that you can have a better life. That is why your honor in this life has nothing to do with the family you came from. The fact that you came from a poor family does not mean that you cannot be honored in this life. Anybody trying to determine your future based on your past, the person has made a mistake. Until the mechanics here. I said, anybody trying to determine my tomorrow based on my today, you are making a mistake. Today, I may look like this, but tomorrow, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. Lift up your hand and shout yes. When they put the crown on his head, the crown of thorns on his head, it was so, so that we can receive the crown of honor and the crown of glory. But they pierced him and made him to bleed through his head. Through his head. And then the fifth place where they made him to bleed was through his hands. When they put nails in his hands and nailed him to the tree nailed him to the wood, nailed him to the cross. In Psalm 22 verse 16, Psalm 22 verse 16, the Bible says, for dogs have compassed me, <laughs> for dogs have compassed me in Kramai in The assembly of the wicked is enclosed me, have enclosed me. They have pierced my hands and my feet. They pierce his hands. They pierce his hands. Not with pins. Huh? Not the type that when you go to the hospital, they prick you a little and take blood samples. No. This one, they use big nails and they put his hand down and they hit it with hammer and the nails appeared at the back 
and still nailed it till his hand got stuck to the wood. And blood was oozing out. They didn't know that when they, was do, when they were doing that to him, they were giving us an opportunity that our hands will carry blessings. Once he bled through his hands, it was so, he bled through his hands so that anything our hands will touch will become a blessing. Lift up your hands and say, my hands are blessed. Come on, talk to me. Somebody say, my hands are blessed. Shout it again and say, my hands are blessed. Are you sure your hands are blessed? Shout it again and say, my hands are blessed. May your hands carry blessings more than you can carry. From this season, with this understanding, may the things that was far from you enter your hands in the name of Jesus. Can I speak over your life this morning? That from this season, I see money coming into your hands. I see favor entering your hands. Ah, can I prophesy to somebody that from this season, nothing will die in your hands. Because of the blood, nothing must die in your hands. When you receive hand, may it turn into a hundred. When you receive a hundred, may it turn into thousands. In the name of Jesus Christ, the little shall become mighty. Receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. Lift up your hand and shout, my hands are blessed. Come on, shout again and say, my hands are blessed. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Hear me, child of God. I am so confident that because he bled through his hands, your hands can never be empty. I said, your hands can never be empty. Say, my hands will not be empty. Today you say, oh, Bishop, I have only a little. Listen, Jesus gave us an example. When on the mount, he took only five loaves of bread and few fishes. The Bible says, he took those five loaves of bread and two fishes. And he multiplied it. And it fed many. Some of you here. Your five loaves of bread is about to multiply. Your two fishes is about to multiply. In the name of Jesus. He will bless the work of my hands. He will bless the work of my hands. This season. Anything I touch. Must be blessed. Anything you touch. Must be blessed. When you touch water. It shall bring blessing. When you sell pepper. It shall bring blessing. When you work in the office. It shall bring blessing. When you sell water, it shall bring blessing. Receive the blessing in your hands. I said receive the blessing in your hands. Some of you, your hands are about to carry money that nobody has ever carried in your family before. Oh, yes. Somebody say, my hand. Huh? When I lift up my left hand, that's what I used to write. So if yours is the right, lift up the right. Say, my hand. You are about to sign a check from my account to bless others. You will sign checks of tens of thousands, of hundreds of thousands, of millions. My hand, you will carry money. You will touch money. You will bless people. You will increase in life. My hand. You are anointed to count money. You are anointed to hold dollars. To hold euros. Pounds telling. CDs. Say my hands are blessed. Somebody shout yes. My hands are blessed. My hands are blessed. My hands are blessed. My hands are blessed. I said my hands are blessed. I don't know about you, but my hands are blessed. Are you sure your hands are blessed? Get ready. Get ready. Get, 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 get ready to move from a nobody to somebody. Did I tell you, Pastor James read a testimony on Friday of a gentleman who said in one year, he moved from how much? Less than 1,000 to how much? To 4,000. Whoever that young man is, I prophesy 
you will move from 4,000 to 10,000 in one year. Somebody said to me, he said, Bishop, I just realized I am a landowner. <laughs> did I tell you that testimony? He said, I just, I said, how did you just realize you are a landowner? He said, I don't know how, but I, I, I was trying to buy a land. I, I finished paying for it. I said, when did you start? He said, this year, 2022. 2022. He said, I started. I finished paying for it. They've given me that. <laughs> your hand will carry your own car key. Your, own, your hand will carry your own building keys. Lift up your hand and shout, my hands are blessed. My hands are blessed. My hands are blessed. My hands are blessed. Number six, he bled in his feet to restore our dominion and authority. They nailed his feet to restore dominion and authority. Church, don't walk around like somebody looking for pity. Huh? Did you hear what I said? Men nante nante He has established your feet like hands feet. He bled through his feet. Oh yes. To restore our dominion. To restore dominion. Dominion. He bled so that he can restore us dominion. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 22 says that he has put all things under his feet. And gave him to be the head of all things to the church. Which is the body. And the fullness of him that filleth in all. He has put all things under his feet. All things under his feet. He said to Moses, wherever the soles of your feet shall tread, you shall take for a possession. I give you power to tread. That word tread means to walk upon serpents and on scorpions. And no power of the enemy shall be able to touch you. Don't, don't be afraid of juju. Huh? No. Don't be afraid of juju. When you see them, walk over them. Walk over them. When people cast black powder on the floor, you will walk over it and nothing will happen to you. Because he bled through his feet so that I can have some dominion. You go into an office and there are people who are jealous, envious, they are looking at you some way. Every step you take, you are walking on their head. Amen. You go to that family and witches, big, 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 traffic light. They are opening their eyes. They want to swallow you. They want to eat you up. Don't be afraid. He bled through his feet and gave you dominion. Any step you take, you are walking on their head. I said you are working on your head. I prophesy over your life that the things that were controlling you from today, you shall step on them. I said you shall step on them. Somebody shout, I step on them. Look at what he said to Joshua. I love this scripture. Just receive it because you are the one. Joshua chapter 10 verse 24. Put it on the screen. Joshua 10 24. The Bible says, and it came to pass when they have brought out those kings unto Joshua, that Joshua called all the men of Israel and said unto the captains of the men of war, which went with him, come near, put your feet upon the necks of these kings. Somebody lift up your leg and say, devil, you are under my feet. Say, my enemies, you are under my feet. Say trouble, you are under my feet. Say poverty, you are under my feet. I prophesy as you have said, so shall it be. Any controlling king comes under your feet in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hand and shout hallelujah. He said, come, 
your feet on their necks. I like the way Benihin says it. Benihin said, the height of the tallest demon, the tallest demon is under my feet. The height of the tallest demon in Aigbe. Hi. When they do, it's under your feet. The height of the tallest demon in Fanti. Gawon is under our feet. No, no, no. You, do, do you understand what I'm saying? I said it is where. Some of you, you may not feel. Be a dear, let's because when you are walking every step you take it will step on somebody's head somebody say in the name of Jesus he bled in his feet so that we can have dominion and number seven which is the last one, he bled through his side. He bled through his side. Amen. The Bible says in John chapter 19 verse 34, but one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side. And forth came there out blood and water. The side Signifies the heart and also wholeness and also healing for the brokenhearted. So, whichever way you look at it, Jesus went through this so that you and I we can live a better life. I speak over your destiny this morning. May wholeness be your portion in the name of Jesus Christ. But listen to this. Let's go back and let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 14 to 19. Quickly, the Bible says, And if ye be not risen, then he then is our preaching in vain. For your faith is also in vain. Yea. And we have found false witness of God because we have testified that God has raised up Christ, whom he raised not up. If so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ risen. And if Christ be not risen, your faith is in vain. And ye are yet in your sins. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. Amen. So all Paul was saying is that if Christ, after all of this he went through, which we've talked about, if he did not rise from the dead, then among all men, we are the most miserable. Our joy is that he went through this. But our greatest joy is that he finally overcame the greatest enemy, which is death when in the grave rose up triumphant over death took from Satan the keys of death and hell and he risen that is why this morning if you go to the tomb where he was buried you will find out that the tomb is empty they put him there as a dead man he came out as a ruling king, never to die again. Our hope and our confidence is in the fact that Jesus is alive. Every sinner that is saved is an indication that he's alive. For every sickness that is healed is an indication that he is alive. And I love the scripture in Matthew 27, verse 52 and 53. Matthew 27, 52 and 53. The Bible says, 
and the graves, this is when he died. You read earlier on how that he shouted with a loud voice and he gave up the ghost or he died. Verse 52 says, and when he died, and the graves were opened and many bodies of the saints which slept arose or many bodies of the saints which were dead arose. Those saints, some are sitting here that when he resurrected, we arose. But they did not come out. Look at verse 53. And they arose and came out of their graves after his resurrection. And they went into the city and appeared unto many. So, this morning, I came to let you know that you were dead. We were dead in our trespasses and in sins. But when he died, we arose. Not only did we arise, but out of the grave, when Jesus resurrected and he came out of the tomb, we also came out of our graves. That is why this morning, anything the devil has used to keep you in any grave, I came to tell you that the grave has lost its power, that the grave's power is broken. This morning, I see 17 people here. You are stepping out of your grave. You are coming out of your grave. Where the enemy kept you, you shall not be found there anymore. Somebody shout, I am out. They came out of their graves. Come out of your grave. I said this morning, come out of your grave. The devil is a liar. He cannot keep you there forever. When you are dead and buried, it means that you are motionless. You will be in that position forever. You can't turn your body to the left or to the right. But when you are alive and you sleep, you can turn yourself. When it is time, you stand up. This morning, I came to tell you, anything that was dead in your life, that thing that was dead, I commanded to come back to life. Ah, yeah, da, 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 da. If your amen is the loudest, you are the one. I said, let you come back to life. And I declare you are coming out. You are coming out of depression. The strategy of the devil to keep you under. You are coming out of it. Somebody shout, I am out. I am out. My children are out. Your family is out. Your destiny is out. I said, your destiny is out. Shout and say, I am out. Anybody in any place trying to control you, keep you under. This morning, I came to tell them, Ah, by the close of today, by the close of this week, by the close of this month, by the close of this year, your position has changed forever. I said your position has changed forever. Lift up your hand and shout, I am out. Somebody clap your hands and shout, I am out. Shout out, 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 out. I am out. Your destiny is out. Lift up your hands, everybody. Lift up your hands. Can you help me with the communion, please, Reverend Pani? Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. And you are going to pray this morning that anything that belongs to me that is dead, this morning I am out. Are you here this morning? Please focus, 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 focus. Lift up your hands and close your eyes. And say, in the name of Jesus. Come on, you are going to pray. Shout it. Say, in the name of Jesus. This morning, my glory is out of the grave. My life is out of the grave. My destiny is out of the grave. My marriage. Ah, say, say, my marriage. My future. My health. You are out. Lift up your voice and pray right now. Come on, declare you are out of your grave. In the name of Jesus, out of your grave. You are out of the grave. You are out of the grave. You are out of the grave. Declare your story. Declare your history. Declare your future. I am out. 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 Out of the grave. I am out. I am out. By the blood of Jesus. I am out. 
In the name of Jesus. On the night on which our Lord was betrayed, he took the bread. His bread is sour. He took the bread and when he had broken, he gave thanks and said, this is my body which is broken for you. In the same manner, he lifted up the cup and said, this is the new covenant in my blood. As you eat and drink this, do so in remembrance of me. This morning, you are going to eat the Lord's table. But your declaration is one. When he arose, he did not come out alone. He came out with others. He's coming out with me. I am coming out this morning. Is somebody here this morning? Listen, after this season, there shall be an outbreak of miraculous testimonies in this house. If you believe it, it shall happen in your life. I said, there shall be an outpouring of testimonies in this house. Lift up your hand and shout, I am the one. Father, we bless you for these elements as we eat your body and drink your blood. Anything dead in our lives, we speak that they come back to life in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Now go share it. Lift up your hands. We are still praying. Let's pray another prayer. As it comes, you can pray and open your eyes so that you can take the bread and the wine. Just take it. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say it with some urgency in your voice. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Any sickness in my body. Any sickness in my body. You are out. You are out. Say in the name of Jesus. Any disease. You are out. In the name of Jesus. Close doors. Close opportunities. Disfavor. Dishonor. Shame. You are out. You are out. You are out. Lift up your prayer right now. Yes. Yes. I am out. Yes. That sickness is out. The pain is out. You are out. You are out. You are out. Only one minute. Pray. Shout and say you are out. Out, 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 out. All your doors are closed. Today, spirit behind closed doors, you are out. Out. That family demon, that family spirit, you are out. You are out. You are out. Break. Come out. Out. By the blood. By the blood. You are out. In the name of Jesus. Take their bread quickly. Take their bread. Take their bread. Take their bread. After this, you eat. After eating this, we pray the final prayer. Quickly, please take their bread and say, In the name of Jesus, as I eat the body of Christ, I declare my destiny, my life is coming out of any grave. I am risen with Christ. Amen. the wine. Say in the name of Jesus. As I drink this, I drink the blood of Jesus. Anything that was a hindrance, the blood is against you. I am out. I am alive. I am resurrected. I am out. Drink it. Drop that thing quickly. Drop it. Just drop it quickly. Just drop it, drop it, drop it, drop it. Quickly, lift up your hand and say in the name of Jesus, the grave, the grave that was keeping me, that was keeping me. I am free from it. I am free from it. From today, from today, I declare, I declare, I am out. I am out. My life is out. My life is out. Please, with emphasis, say it well with meaning and understanding. Say, my life is out. My life is out. My soul has escaped. My soul has escaped. I am free. I am free. I will prosper. I will prosper. I will travel. I will travel. I will make it. I will make it. I will be enlarged. I will, be I will marry. I will, marry. I will have children. I, have children. I, am I am blessed. 
clap your hands and give the Lord a shout. I said, clap your hands and give the Lord a shout. Some of you, the way you are shouting, it's like you have still been dominated. I said, clap your hands. Wait, wait, wait. Tell, ask somebody, is your hands yours? And ask the person, is your voice yours? Tell the person, if your hands are yours, and your voice is yours, and you are out of the grave, then right now, clap your hands and shout. Somebody jump on your feet and shout. Shout. I said shout. As you are shouting, the sickness is breaking. Shout yes.